What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab an ice-cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. As a social worker, you can become an advocate for those who can't. Earn your master's in social work degree online to learn strategies to connect diverse populations with the critical resources they need to improve their well-being, whether it's in a hospital, community service agency, or another setting. What do you think making a difference as a social worker looks like? GCU offers over 240 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in-show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everybody, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino and I'm really excited. My guest today is a vet that I met um, at a speaking gig and I was so excited that I was actually going to have a vet on the panel instead of um, usually people who call themselves cannabis experts or they just work for a CBD company or a cannabis company and they're the rep, but they really don't understand how the medicine works or they promote things that are don't work or what their company uh, makes instead of what really works for animals. So I was like, what? Uh, that is going to be on the panel? This is awesome. I can't wait to meet this guy. Well, this guy happened to be amazing. And so now I finally get to invite him on to my podcast. So hello, Dr. Zach Pilosoff. I call you Dr. Zach all the time since that's easier, but hello. Thank you. And welcome. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's exciting to be on. Like, you know, it's always about progression and it's always about promoting responsible evolution. So I really am excited to be here. The first time we met, I was, you know, the amount of work you've done to be a responsible activist um, is is very commendable. And so we have to match that on the medical side and understand that we're dealing with something that's been used for millions of years. So why are we hiding from it now? Um, of course, there's always steps that have to be taken, but I was truly excited to hear all the work you've done as well. So it was, it was definitely an honor to meet you that day. And then I'm really excited to be here today too. Awesome. So, you know what, some people know from listening to my show, um, or they just know, that vets are um, not educated in cannabis medicine or diet and nutrition. So when you meet a vet who goes over and beyond and decides to educate themselves about this incredible whole plant medicine that works amazing, um, it's really cool. I want to be friends with that person. So what made you decide uh, to go, hmm, I'm going to go look at this, uh, this thing called CBD? See if it yeah, works. So it was, uh, you know, it's actually been longer than I that I used to say it was less than a year, but it's, it's been a little bit more than that now. But I had, uh, I was following essentially the generic path of a veterinarian, go to school, and then try to figure out if you want to be a primary care veterinarian or a specialist. And I had chosen 
to try and go down the path of neurology and neurosurgery. And in that that position, I you know was experiencing in an indirect way the movement that was occurring um, within that because you know essentially there was a lot of gains that were being made on the human side when it came to um, seizure control and other neuroinflammatory conditions that spasmicity disorders. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And I just had parents, pet parents coming in and asking me the same thing, even though I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the head neurologist yet. I was still in training. And where were you? What state were you in? I was in uh, South Florida. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, so that was, you know, an eye-opening experience for me because I was frustrated. I was like, I can't answer any of these peaceful questions. And, you know, I didn't know if there was a good or bad or an in-between. And, and that, for me, it was frustrating and and a drive to say there's got to be something here. And then you know, in two weeks, as almost every person that now is at the forefront of the cannabis space, whether human better or not, uh, and somewhere in between, um, you realize just how much you had no idea what was going on and how much had been um, developed and and attempted, but there was just nothing that backed the understanding that this is something that required validity. And although everything has a beginning. You know, that doesn't mean that we shun and shy away from it because there might be some adversity. And I saw it as an opportunity to help with these forefront figures and to help educate myself, number one, but then at the same time, make people understand that we live in a global medicine era and that there should be respect given to multiple of the sets in every single situation and that there is a responsible way to approach every situation. You bet. So why do you think um, it's been kept... I mean, we know why it's been kept from us. So why do you think it's been kept from our pets? Like, we we still can't put it in animal feed. You know, it's not it's still not recognized as a, a safe ingredient. They won't even allow hemp to be added to that list. So, do you think it'll ever change? And what do you think needs to happen? Uh, there's so much tension and frustration that can be implemented in this situation. But I really am. I am so tired of having to have this conversation where we're still in the same position because when you reflect on the advancement of western medicine and i'm not in you know a chinese herbal medicine specialist i'm not the other side i'm in the middle i it, it, is, it is just very frustrating to see how much fear is implemented when there is a slight adversity in a situation that whether or not monetary gain comes into play or not there is there is an irrational response right now in the cannabis space because of an irrational thought process with one single molecule that exists in one subcomponent of the cannabis sativa plant. And to implement that harsh restriction on every single component or subcomponent in which the ways for cannabis sativa when it doesn't have a psychoactive effect of a psychoactive concentration of THC above whatever number we finally sit on, whether it's 0.3% or not in the future, that ability to restrict how cannabis sativa and all the other forms can be beneficial to the health and wellness of every creature on this earth is, 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 a, is a lack of justice to the world. And it's not fair. And it's something that people seem to sit complacent on that are the higher ups until they can find a way that it's going to be beneficial to them specifically. And when you have millions of creatures out there that are humans and animals that can benefit from this, we've seen that there's a slow but organic growth in the human sector. Why are we being so ignorant 
On the animal side, I don't have the answer to that. And I think that there's a lot of things that can be done potentially in the radical space, but I think, again, it stems down to that we need to just forcibly push the understanding of responsible education and then understanding that this is something that's in the 99th percentile more safe than things we've already injected, orally administered, et cetera, fed to these animals. And it's time for a change. And I, I really am. I'm tired of having this conversation, but we need to keep having it until it finally sinks in. Because it's frustrating every day. And what's even more frustrating is that um, veterinarians that share your belief and um, everything but are scared to say anything about it because they think they're going to lose their license because they don't know anything about it. And then on the other side, you've got vets who don't know anything about it and who are still saying CBD will kill you, THC will kill your pet. I have one right now. Uh, somebody wrote us and said that their vet said um, he's already seen two dogs die from THC. CBD's already killed them. And I'm like, that's an ignorant statement, and that is not true. And I'm not a veterinarian, so all I do is try to get out veterinarians that have an open mind, have studied the medicine, who've even used the medicine, and will speak out about it because... I have to show these people, here's an entire list of vets that are, have used it, that recommend it, or understand it. So you can, and these are educated based on science, and these are based on fear and that they don't know what's going on. Now, does, does an edible, could an edible kill your dog? Could a tincture that actually doesn't have anything in it that's pure kill your dog? Absolutely. Do people take a human tincture that has xylitol and God knows what else in it and give it to their dog and then it gets blamed on CBD? Probably, but it's not. That's not what killed them. So, you know, getting out there and being able to share this information over and over again is so important and understanding that, you know, vets aren't trained about it. They don't even know it exists. They do fear it. They may, I know that in journals, it's, you know, what do, what do the veterinary journals say? They still aren't going, yes, this is the best stuff ever, right? No, they're still scared. They're still set, not recommending it, correct? Am I right? Well, yeah, and, and the thing is that when it comes to the veterinarian itself, they there there's two facets to when you're considering a therapeutic agent. There's the safety and there's the efficacy. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the options right now in which CBD is, or any type of cannabis product that's a non, you know, I guess a psycho, I, there's a word, we're still looking for that word that affects, but you know, a, a non-medical grade cannabis, you know, essentially something that's below 0.3% THC. Mm -hmm. When we come to that situation, they, there is a reason to be concerned because you have regulative agencies telling you that you should be highly skeptical of everything out on the market. And you have one or two companies and you have, you know, several other people that are not a large company, but a smaller such as yourself that are doing heavy, you know, perspective data collection and helping with conditions. And so when you have your regulatory agencies telling you one thing in which these are the people that you look for to guide you in situations where there is adversity and you have this movement going on behind you that you know that there's something there because the human sector is showing tremendous gains. There is, there's a tethering conflict inside the brain of the, of the veterinarian. And so, you know, again, that, but that means that there's a reason to, to move forward and to try to find a way that will ease those concerns. And 
you know, but right now we start in that, we're in that period where veterinarians are not comfortable saying, you know, in this situation, you have to self-medicate your pet. That's a weird thing to say, but in humans, that's what people are doing. The mm-hmm. doctor is not shoving cannabis down the patient's throat. They're saying, listen, you have a prescription now to go self-medicate. And yep, that yep. is what's lacking in our veterinary space. We need to have this understanding of where can we go to get quality product that can be trusted so that the safety profile is not a concern to the vet. The effective side, I still have to say, potentially, prospectively, in humans, et cetera, frustrating just as much, but the safety side is what veterinarians are always scared of, as you can tell. When a veterinarian calls out two deaths out of the 1.8 million plus pets that are getting CBD both on the back end and the forefront right now, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good ratio to me. And again, like you said, was it added with anything? As we know also, in the CBD and cannabis space, the predominance of adverse reactions that are actually something that needs to be in the hospitalization setting are when it's mixed or laced with something else. Yep. And whether it's like a uh, flavoring or whether it's a sweetener or whether it is a carrier molecule, as we saw with the vaping crisis, that wasn't the cannabis. That was the vitamin E and that was, you know, the tocopherols and all that stuff. So what we're doing is we're dealing with humans trying to influence cannabis when cannabis has done the work for us. And we have to stop trying to overbear both the ways in which we can implement it, but also at the same time, stop being so scared and overbear the safety profile. If we let cannabis do what cannabis is supposed to do, whether it is a hemp-based cannabis or a marijuana-based cannabis, I hate that word, but it's what people know still, then we can finally see the benefits of it without being so scared. But it will take, the for the veterinary side, a harping on the safety side. We have to figure out a way. And, and when, again, when you realize that veterinarians then aren't to endorse, advertise, prescribe, et cetera, then how do we find that bridging gap between these great people such as yourself and this group that are doing such amazing work and the veterinary side, which is trained to say, this is not an FDA approved drug, so it doesn't exist and I can't use it. How do we find that bridge? That's where it has to be. It has to be where there is rigorous activity going on to find something in the middle that there is a self-medicating trusted option of both ends. Yeah. We're going to talk more about it. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with Dr. Zach and talking all things cannabis. Um, I love I love that you sound like me when you're constantly correcting yourself going cannabis, whether it's derived from marijuana or hemp. I mean, that's just what I still say because that's what people know. Um, it's hard, you know, it's hard because it's not regula- regulated by the FDA. It probably will never be regulated by the FDA, pet, pet products. Um, so it's so funny now because you think that the FDA is your biggest person you need to battle when it's not because the FDA doesn't get around to messing with the pet products. So other groups step up and try to, um, take the place of the FDA and they do test for safety, but they don't test for efficacy. So what's the point? They will take a product and it could be completely hemp seed oil and say it's it's fine. You know, you get the stamp of approval. Um, and then these organizations are establishing guidelines completely that has nothing to do with science and research. It has everything to do with a group uh, of companies coming together and saying, let's, let's make these the guidelines. And then you got the hemp industry who's also making their guidelines for things, which make a lot more sense, of course, because they've been doing this for a lot longer and they're based on science and research. It's nuts. Um, it, it's, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, they're going to have to lock me up because I'm not going to shut up. And I know that the more people we're now doing, um, we're bringing on a vet. And she is going to go through the same training I did. I'm going to train her. And then we're going, she's like you. She travels to several places and she's going to start um, a research project with us and do a case by case um, to say, this is what the dog is. This is how old the dog is. This is what we took him off. This is how we took him off it. This is what we treated with him. Gone. Cancer's gone. I mean, it's, I wish you could come visit my farm, which you should when you can. We can get out of quarantine. I heard it's close by. I, you know, it's, it's close I'm to Tampa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm down in uh, Miami area. So I know that's where I'm from. Born and raised, 305 till I die. <laughs> that's right. um, but like right next to me is a my newest rescue, which is a 15 year old Shih Tzu, um, and she was so overweight, I didn't even know that all of this was a tu- was tumors. So I'm assuming that this is lymph node tumors, something. I don't know. I am not a vet. I am not a vet. (laughs) Um, So she lost weight. And this one, what I saw first was what I thought was like one singular by itself ping pong 
um, size. Mm -hmm. And we give her about 50 milligrams of CBD a day, and she's covered in papillomas and lumps and everything else, so we put the salve on that. This is gone. Wow. It's been, I should look, it's probably been two months now that I've had her. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's, I can feel that it's up in here too, smaller, and now I'm seeing if I can get rid of these. So this is like completely gone. Now there's just saggy skin hanging there from where, you know, the ping pong ball used to be. And all we're doing is full spectrum, my, you know, the 50 milligrams a day, raw feeding. And that's about it. And this dog's coming. I'm upstairs. And now she gets upstairs. Um, She's going to be jumping up on the couch soon. (laughs) You know, it's you just watch them come back to life. And it's, you can't deny it. And there can't, there's going to be enough stories or there's going to be enough people. You know, what other people don't understand is that they're like, well, if it's so amazing, then why don't we see it everywhere? Because we can't advertise it. We can't tell everybody. So um, people don't understand that. Like if it's that good, then, well, that's why. And then, you know, the, the what's even worse is when people run out and get a product, they go on Amazon and buy a product that has no CBD in it at all. It's not a full spectrum product. Um, explain why you believe in a full spectrum product versus, you know, anything else, an isolate or a broad spectrum. Right. Yeah. There's there's two points actually brought up that I do want to address in that that little segment there because there's it's very important to take into account that um, first off to answer the, the question full. Sp- Taylor's back to what we said before. Cannabis is a plant that's been around for billions of years. Um, it's a plant that's a polypharmacologic natural agent that has a plethora of molecules within it that have worked in tandem in a unique fashion. And I don't know if it would be serendipitous or not, but there's a way in which the molecules in there have found a beneficial, a maximum beneficial aspect in terms of enhancatory to a system in an animal that has been around again for almost the same exact period of time and you know how they both convergently evolve together and or if it's randomness that they have been able to enhance each other in some some situation or way and that doesn't even just go for internal endocannabinoid system that also goes for external functions and overlap with other systems how this plant did that I don't really know the answer I don't know if anyone's gonna know that either that's an evolutionary you know conundrum but the whole plant, full plant idea, what it basically is encompassing is the understanding that cannabis is a plant. CBD is a molecule. The molecules that are inside a plant or inside anything make up its entire compound composition. And so cannabis is a compound of hundreds, if not thousands of molecules. Because you know, if you think of corn, there's 1,100 they already know of active molecules. There's got to be more than that than the 485, 500 that we're talking about in cannabis is Christmas. But nonetheless, we're still not there. But essentially, when you think about it, all these active molecules are working in a way down to the genetic level, down to the mitochondrian level, not just in the, the macroscopic generic cellular level, to help enhance your body in more ways than one. And that is the difference between something where we hear these terms on the market, such as isolates or distillates or, you know, hemp powder proteins or hemp cakes. These are all things that are subcomponents of cannabis. And when you start to break down and you start to remove some of the things that might help other molecules both enhance, but also to mitigate any side effects or adverse effects that may occur from it, 
that's where the full spectrum idea or the broad spectrum comes in that we want cannabis to do what it's supposed to do without antagonizing it in any other way. And antagonization can be adding things like we talked about already that can be harmful, but also taking away things that help to mitigate maybe a potential adverse effect. And that's what we're doing. We're adulterating cannabis, long story short. And we need to use cannabis for the beauty of what it's given us. It's a natural compound that does all these things. And what people don't understand is that the same thing happens in other plant medicines. So for instance, you type in, is lavender safe for my pet into Google? And you're going to see that it is going to kill your cat. And it's probably not good for your dog. You better be careful. And it's the same darn thing. You look into where did that even start? And then you break down and you go deeper and deeper. And you'll see uh, you'll see a report where it was proven that pine saw was um, toxic to pets, which was blamed on pinene, which is a terpene. But all they did was take out that terpene pinene and put it in pine saw, which made it smell like, you know, pine. Um, but then they just kept adulterating it. Or they would add other chemicals to make it smell even stronger. And then it wasn't even pinene anymore. And then it got blamed that pinene, which is also in lavender, is toxic to dogs. Or limonene, whatever it is, whatever the scent is, whatever it got blamed on. And you realize, huh. This is just like cannabis. These plants that are so powerful and medicinal as whole plants, whole flowers, getting the oils out of the flowers where all the essential oils live, they all have the same components and they all do their jobs and they all need the whole plant. So I have people constantly worried about our um, calm tincture, which is lavender essential oil and full spectrum. And I'm constantly saying, I'm telling you, it's the difference. It's not lavender fragrance. It's not, you know, I was looking at, um, I, I'm sure you probably get them too, the emails every day being sold, distillate, uh, isolate. Um, someone sent me one today that said uh, hemp oil, uh, gold hemp oil. And I'm like, ooh, what's gold? You know, it's, you know, and this is, yeah, we already know that isolate's coming from uh, China. So it's really crazy that everything that happened in the human industry is now happening in the pet industry, except they're still trying to figure out the human industry and how to regulate it. And the pet industry is, you know, I used to say the Wild West on the human one. I don't know what it is. The, the thing that's happening now is even... Um, your homeopaths or naturalists are, uh, you know, what is this? This is taking the place of everything. And you're like, yeah, it's a kick-ass plant. And that's why it's been kept from us for so long, because it's not only going to take the place of so many pharmaceutical drugs, but it's going to take so much time. Um, it's going to take the place of so many other herbs or plants when we need to embrace it because it works so well with other herbs and plants. Would you agree? Yeah, right, exactly. And actually, that was what you just brought up is the probably the most detrimental factor to us being able to advance together is the fact that cannabis can spread and be implemented in every all of the three categories of things that are used in this world. So when I say that specifically, I mean food, supplements and pharmaceuticals so the fact that cannabis can spread across all three and has the ability to help in all three 
And I have to use potentially and prospectively every single time still because I can't prove the effectiveness yet unless I talk about one study in arthritis and one study in seizures and the one study that was done on normal beagles. There's three studies, and that's why we're not going to get anywhere still is because, number one, the FDA makes, well, it depends how many studies you need, but in the past, it makes primarily its decisions on studies that were done to back what it wants to say. And that doesn't just go for pharmaceuticals. That also goes for feed, for feed additives. So if you look at when things are submitted to be GRES, they are, there's a set number of standards and, and regulations that they want to know so that they can edit. So the FDA's acceptance of something, the AFCO group accepting of something, and then the human side for supplements, they're all looking for something that they need for baseline. And if we don't have funding to get enough research done, if we don't have the support to actually get some type of perspective understanding done, and we're shunning people that are looking to do it themselves on a small scale or large scale, then how are we ever going to reach the minimum standards they want? The final aspect, which is the most frustrating, and I, I'm still perplexed every day as to why it doesn't exist, is that in the veterinary space, there's no such thing as supplement. So in the human space, there are, like I said, feed, supplement, and, and, and pharmaceuticals, or nutraceuticals is in the put, supplements, whatever words you want to use. In the vet space, there's no such thing there. So cannabis will have to be either a food or a drug. And until, unless we create some type of middle ground that humans are given the, the allowance of with the DSHEA Act of 1991. So how are we going to get anywhere if we are restricting every way for us to get anywhere in any one of those three sectors? Again, it's, it's frustrating. I, I don't, and we're not getting, you know, I, although we talk about it, people like you and I are the ones that don't need to talk about it. We need to express to the world that what we're at right now is a conflictive state of adversity. And that doesn't mean that we take ignorance to adversity. We need to be perspective. And we need to come together. And like things like this are important, but things like this that need to be blasted to the world, not for activism or for radicalness, but for understanding and education that there are people out there trying to do something about this. And you're right. Once we figure at least one of those few routes out, this cannabis plant, in your opinion, in my opinion, will be able to supplant so many things that are out there right now that have an adverse profile that is almost equal to their perspective and their beneficial profile. Cannabis will be, in my opinion, the first-rate option for just an absolute unlimited amount of, of situations and for conditions. And many, and we already know many vets who are already doing that, using it, going to it first. And we have to take another break, and we're going to talk about that and how we're going to spread this word and educate more people. We'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, you got me again. All right. Uh, you got me again. Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Cannabis Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential.
Oh, Lady Marijuana Lama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, we're back. It's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm here with Dr. Zach, and we're talking about how we need to spread the word, spread the education. Um, I mentioned how some vets in California are already turning to cannabis before they turn to, and the the vet I'm talking about um, is Dr. Hazah, who treats cancer and is a neurologist and she turns to CBD and cannabis now before she starts chemotherapy or anything else because she's seeing so much success. So say what you want to say, here's a vet who's doing it and it's working. And what's crazy is she works for the VCA. So that's a big sign that at least she's in there opening the minds of giant veterinarian offices and saying, hey, look, it works. It's working over and over again. So things like that are awesome. But I know you are an educator before anything else, and that's why I love you. How can people find out more? I know that they, you offer consultations and trainings and all kinds of things. So tell our listeners how they can find out more about you. Yeah, for sure. So um, first of all, what I've done is I've partnered with uh, two different groups. Uh, one is the CBD Training Academy, and one is the World Kind of Health Initiative. And through those, I've created educational platforms for anyone in the world that wants to, to learn. So obviously they're going to be pet focused, but we, we do cover obviously basic comparative anatomy. Physiology is important because you need to know why am I putting this plant in my body to try and help out all these things. Like you need to know there's, it's, you know, you want to know, you're just going to do it because people tell you it's right or wrong. So that's one option that was done last year. And, and that's, uh, that's on for the public to, to take full advantage of. And then at the same time, what I did actually this month, actually in response to, to the coronavirus pandemic, et cetera, is that I created the, the first exclusive telehealth teletriage service consultation platform for the veterinary space. And so telemedicine is another, another topic that's very, has a lot of gray zones right now. I guess there's a lot of skepticism behind where we can use and implement it correctly. But I've recently studied kind of like what's been done in the human space and try to find a way that it will complement everything that's being done in the veterinary space right now, so that brick and mortar stores can, brick and mortar clinics and hospitals can benefit from it rather than think it's a it's a competitor. And at the same time, what it's done is created an amazingly easy platform then also to to offer 
consultations and guidance and advisory in the cannabis space. And since I'm not acting as a veterinarian, I'm not going to be establishing a client-patient relationship in that situation. So we can discuss more than what would be considered in a setting in a hospital or in a clinic. I'm very excited for this to be used as much as possible by the by the world. And the name of that consultation platform is called Valid Vet. So it's V-A-L-I-D-V-E-T. And it's which, just validvet.org. Which I love because you're a pioneer. And, you know, a lot of people um, are fearful and want to do that. And I know that the number one thing I get asked is a lot of these dogs are on all kinds of prescription medications and they don't know how to wean them off or whether they should wean them off while going to an all-natural CBD instead. And, you know, right now they can't even get to their vet. So knowing that they have an option to have a consultation with you, is that something that you could help pet parents with? Yeah, 100%. So the the service will eventually go into something where we will offer at-home services, complementary alternative veterinary medicine practices, massage therapy, chiropractic work, laser therapy, et cetera. So this is the launching point in a situation where we do, I feel, you know, I feel for the entire veterinary industry now, for veterinarians, for pet parents, everyone in between. And I want to do whatever it takes to be able to provide guidance and peace of mind whenever, wherever. And this is the starting point for that, but it will, it'll include everything that you just mentioned, helping to guide and to give, to empower the pet parent just as much as they want to be, whether it is diet, nutrition, behavior, as well as cannabis, as well as with any other type of things that veterinarians would talk about. You know, just as much as I know that this is a global medicine approach. We need to be cognitive from day one to whenever the last day is. You bet. Thank you so much for joining me. I knew I would love this conversation with you. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Let's check in in six months because I'm sure there'll be all kinds of things happening we'll be, where we'll be like, what the heck? Can you believe they're doing this or whatever it is? So I look forward to t- chatting with you again. Stay safe. For sure, same. I really appreciate you letting me on today. It was great. And yeah, I, we, will, we will definitely be doing some great stuff going forward. Awesome. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply.